Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the 5K GeoGuessr podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wetzler. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of talking to Feneb. He's a young Australia player. He is currently starting to prepare for the World Cup qualifiers in May. And we talked about things like advanced dual strategy. And by that, I mean where, how to look for information in different countries, depending on the country, uh, the hierarchy, what to look for in each country. We talked about duels he's had versus pros. We talked about how he's preparing for the World Cup qualifiers, and we talked about what, who we think, who we thought was going to win um, the Americas qualifiers, which just happened. That part is a little outdated. I haven't had a chance to post this till today. Um, yeah, we talked about uh, his future and hobby outside of GeoGuessr 2. Uh, it was a real pleasure talking to him. He is so enthusiastic and so eager to learn so many things. He knows his Kabu Potten, and he's currently learning U.S. area codes. So without further ado, here is Feneb. Um, have you always lived in... Is it okay if I share the name of the city where you live? Is that... Sure, I've I've shared it a bunch of times in line and whatnot. Okay, I, I just that everybody knows that I'm in Canberra. Okay, have you always lived there? Did you grow up there? No, I I grew up in Sydney, okay. um, and then moved down to Canberra when I was about four years old. Okay, do you do a lot of like training? Um... Yeah, I do. I do practice a fair bit. A lot of a lot of my training is um, a lot of my training is often like outside of the game, as because mm-hmm. as a moving player, a lot of it is um, memorization. Mm-hmm. So I spend a lot of time doing quizzes. Okay. So for things like subdivisions, for infrastructure, like metas and stuff, there's a lot of quizzes and a lot of memorization. I actually have. <laughs> can see it it's just over on the floor over there i have a cheat sheet that i wrote up of all the uh, u.s phone codes <laughs> whoa you're learning u.s area codes yeah <laughs> do you know what the area code uh any of the washington area codes are i haven't so i've been working my way through the alphabet and i am up to about illinois so far oh, okay. so not, not quite up to washington yet but okay yeah slowly working through yeah i mean the east coast is tough because there are a ton of area codes over there Yes. <laughs> California has like, what, 25 or something? <laughs> oh, I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's there's so many. <laughs> but then you get states like uh, Montana, Wyoming. Yeah. Um, the Dakotas. All, yeah. All one area code. Exactly. I was checking that out the other day because I was like, hmm, the West, Western United States can be pretty, I mean, all United States can be pretty tough. Um, but if I just know yes. like at least Montana area codes, then that could come in handy. Yes. Like I'm not oh, going to yeah, learn definitely. them all. I know I'm not going to learn them all. <laughs> no, I, it's a little bit crazy and <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely not, you know, required knowledge. There's, you can get so far just based on landscape and a bajillion other matters. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you consider yourself a decent U.S. player? Uh, not not that decent. I mean, hopefully once I've learned all the area codes, that'll <laughs> come in handy a lot. But uh, yeah, definitely not the best US player. What about Australia? Uh, I think I'm pretty decent at Australia. It comes with having lived here for, you know, 18 years or so. So yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely a pretty decent Australia player. Yeah. It's always fun to guess in your 
in your own country. I want to in talk to you country. about moving duels for sure. A little later down the road, I'm kind of just saying this so that I'll remember, because I really want to hear what your strategies are for moving duels. It yeah, fascinates yeah. me, but first, um, I just want to kind of maybe do a little introduction. I mean, we talked about sure, sure. where you're from, um, and where you, you know, yeah, where you grew up and, um, but how, how did you get into GeoGuessr? Um, so I was introduced to GeoGuessr back in year nine in high school by a high school geography teacher who I had, um, Mr. Pogson. I'm yep. almost certain he will never watch this, but if for some reason he is, massive shout outs to Mr. Pogson. He was a great teacher and awesome. the absolute goat for introducing me to GeoGuessr. Wow. Um, yeah, so that was that was all the way back. back yeah, that would have been what, uh, 2018. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what six years ago now, pretty mm -hmm. much. Um, and I played casually. This was before jewels existed. This was when you know world moving was pretty much the only thing that anybody played. Yeah, and Geo get uh, Geo Wizard getting uh, sub 30 minutes for a 25k was like the pinnacle of speedruns, okay. uh, which it was at the time. It was it was amazing what people were doing about the wealth of knowledge that we've built up over time. Um, uh, but yeah, that was, that was when I started playing. And then over the next sort of five or so years, I just played pretty infrequently and just casually over the years. I didn't even realize until, you know, about, a year ago that jewels had even been added. I never oh, played wow. any jewels. Yeah. It, I, I wasn't really a part of the community at all. And, but about a year ago, um, when, uh, sort of after a bit after Rainbolt and other people doing GeoGuessr really blew up, I sort of, um, got hooked on GeoGuessr through the Rainbolt YouTube shorts pipeline nice. and, uh, uh, started watching, not only Rainbow, but a bunch of other GeoGuessr content creators and saw the jewels and the different maps and leagues that people were playing. And I thought, yeah, this seems cool. I, I should have a go. And uh, I'm a very competitive person by nature. Mm -hmm. uh, and so once I started playing jewels um, and, you know, the ranking going up and trying to increase my ELO and stuff, it was, it was full steam from there. And so from yeah. the, over the past year, I've just been playing and learning and having loads of fun. So nice. yeah, that's that's sort of how I've got to where I am today. Nice. Yeah. And you rated uh, about fourteen hundred, right? Yeah, fourteen hundred peak rating about fifteen thirty or so. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a few months ago, but yeah, um, did hit did hit fifteen hundred. So that was very nice. And on your Discord, you call yourself a mediocre. I don't know what the game is Celeste. How do you pronounce that? Oh, Celeste is um, a game that I have speedrun in the past. It's a, a fantastic platformer. Uh, if people aren't familiar with the game Celeste, definitely go check it out. Okay. It's hard, but uh, it's an absolute blast. If you're looking for a game to start doing speedruns, absolutely recommend it. Great what game. What kind of game is it? It's a, it's a 2D platformer. It's essentially the story of a girl who's trying to climb a mountain. Okay. Um, yeah, a very, very fun game. <laughs> cool. Um, but do you, but you also say, so you say mediocre Celeste and GeoGuessr player. 
Is that that bio? Admittedly, has not been updated okay. for a while. I don't think I would call myself a mediocre GeoGuessr player now, but when、mm -hmm. I wrote that like nine months ago, and I was still in like bronze division or something,、uh, I definitely was a mediocre GeoGuessr player. <laughs> yeah. Did it take you long to move up once you started going hard on it? Um. Yeah, I think I improved pretty quickly.、Um, I've had a few people say that、um, it's it's pretty impressive how how quickly I've managed to learn and go up through the rankings. So yeah, I, I think I've definitely done a good job of you know practicing and and sort of min maxing what'll get me the most rating gain for the least amount of effort and time. So yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. You know, minimum effort, maximum rating gain. Like, how do you think about? What to learn and training and all that.、Um, absolutely, I think one of the most useful things that I did a while, a few months ago, I just grinded、um, country streaks, and I would go and play through、um, country streaks. And if I missed a country, then I would look at the if there was one, I'd look at the Plunkett guide for that、okay. country and see if there are any particular metas for that country that I'd missed. Because when you're playing ranked modes, half of the battle often, especially in no move and NMPZ, now that those exist, is just identifying the country. Yes. So、um, that that's definitely, I think,、uh, a really good way to improve is just playing country streaks. If you're if you're a new player, playing country streaks is a great way to improve.、Um, the、I、other thing fully.、Um, It's、uh, a lot of people don't do it, but I, I really do recommend learning some、uh, basic subdivisions. Okay. They come in super handy. So some ones that I think are are particularly useful are、uh, even if you're just a beginner are knowing where all of your Mexican states are.、Mm -hmm. You see them written all the time on signs and on addresses, and it just helps. It saves time scanning for them. It just helps so much to know where the different states are.、Uh, and knowing、uh, another great one is、um, the Philippines、uh, provinces. Those are written、yeah. on addresses everywhere. Really, really handy to learn.、Um, I'm guilty of so... not knowing those fully, and it's embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's. <laughs> no, it's it's perfectly justified, and there's stuff that people know that are supposedly you know ele elementary level non moving、uh, non moving stuff that I would just never have heard of.、Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, we've all we've all got holes in our knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it、well. comes down to I think for me, it's finding the balance between like, okay, what should I learn, but what do I also、yeah. want to learn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And、there's like, definitely, yeah, yeah. There's definitely some subdivisions that I've learned that don't necessarily come in that handy. But I like memorizing stuff, and you know, it's it's fun to do that. So yeah, why not? Have you, have you learned Kabupaten? <laughs> I do know Kabupaten. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I want to quiz you. Hold on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple.、Oh, no. I have a couple written down. Okay. Benkulu Utara, that's a little easy. Benkulu is not. <laughs> yep, in、island. the province okay, of Benkulu. Rokan Hilir.、Uh, Rokan Hilir. So, one of the cool things about Kabupaten is that a number of them are named after、uh, rivers. So,、Ooh. the Rokan is a river, and、uh -huh. Hilir means,、uh, I believe,、um, downstream. Oh my gosh, so... you speak Indonesian. 
<laughs> I do not speak Indonesian, but I do know a little bit of uh, of um inter like the cardinal directions. You know, Utara, Tenggara, yeah. um, Selatan, etc. Yeah, it's handy to know just some of those little terms. So I think Rokan Hilir is in um Jam. It's one of the ones in the river that exits to the north. It goes up like north to uh to the north coast of Indonesia. That's correct. Not Jambi, but Oh, okay. Was it North Sumatra? Yeah. It was looking or... like North Sumatra. Okay. It's hard to tell on this map if it's Riau or North Sumatra, but it looks like North Sumatra. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do two more real quick. Sure. <laughs> uh Minahasa. Uh Minahasa is um at the very tip of um Sulawesi, like North Sulawesi. Nice. So it's right near um Oh, what's the, what's the, I forget the um, city that's the capital of uh, North Sulawesi. Manado. Uh, but it's, it's yeah, Manado. Uh, it's right near uh, Manado. Nice. Wow, I'm impressed. Okay, one more. Sragan. <laughs> uh, I'm about to get, I think Sragan is right. Uh, I think it's in uh, central Java um sort of just north of Yogyakarta there's a chance that it's written in on the map but I might be wrong I I'm 90% sure that Stragon's in Java somewhere the Java ones I don't know so well yeah, because a no, lot of them are good it's Java. just north of Surakarta yeah yeah just north of Surakarta yeah. yeah um a lot of the Java ones I don't know the exact location too well because mm -hmm. they're just named after cities that are easily scannable on the map yeah so if people are looking for a tip in terms of learning Kabupaten, learn Java last. Yeah, I was going to say I was going to ask you about they're that. They're the ones that are, they're the ones that are easiest to scan for. Totally, and I mean, if we're talking about reward effort versus reward, is it even is there any point to learning Java? Like, um, I guess some, well, uh, learning yeah, learn it last just for familiarity. Yeah, ab absolutely. If you're going to learn Java, learn it last. But there are a number of players who have learned all the Kabupaten except for the ones in Java, and that serves them just fine. I mean, Java's the most distinct island anyway, mm -hmm. and it's also much smaller than some of the other islands. So realistically, yeah, if you don't feel like learning the Java Kabupaten, that's yeah, completely valid way to go about learning them. I definitely put off learning Java for a while. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of starting with Kalimantan, maybe if I ever try to learn them. Yeah, yeah. Kalimantan's a good place to start. Sulawesi as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, those are two that are definitely useful to start with. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, so speaking of information, you are mostly a moving player. Yes. Is that... <laughs> That just kind of came about naturally. That's just the mode you most like to play. Yeah, I I have to give a, a large amount of credit to both uh, my interest in moving and also a lot of my geoguessing knowledge to Jake Lyons. Okay. Um, uh, probably the geoguessing content creator who I who I've watched the most of. Um, yeah, yeah he's great. when I was I was just watching a yeah, video of his like right before we got on the call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I was first starting to play competitive duels, um, there uh, I played a duel against Jake back when he was uh, right around, I think this was around the time of the anniversary season. Um, 
and he was pretty close to rank number one in the world at the time. Um, yeah, absolutely cracked at moving jewels. And we had, this was when uh, champions and masters could still play against each other. Yeah. Um, and I queued into Jake uh, and got um, got pretty, pretty thrashed. Uh, admittedly, I did almost beat him because of one very lucky round on a trekker in a shopping mall in New Zealand. <laughs> uh, and I sent uh, New Zealand and he sent Australia. This is not to flame Jake. It was, I got, I got very lucky because I didn't yeah. really have much indication that it was New Zealand. Um, but yeah, uh, afterwards I looked up Jake's YouTube channel because, you know, I saw the Jake Lyons YouTube on his profile and, uh, and and saw his videos and and saw the video that I was in and I was like oh yeah this is cool like watching recordings of people's moving jewels is really cool mm-hmm. and so I started watching heaps of Jake's moving jewels videos and and got hooked on uh, moving and and then through Cactus League and a bunch of other sort of moving challenges that I think that's where I developed a real real appetite for moving and five king stuff nice so it sounds like it's at least somewhat natural, like. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Uh huh. And let's see. I I, t- I just realized I totally kind of cut off what you were talking about with, with getting into GeoGuessr. You started playing about five years ago. Um, and then what was the real impetus? What what really made you like get? You said you were playing kind of off and on casually, and then you got hooked like a year ago. Was that kind of around the Jake Lyons time? Yeah, yeah. It was around the same time. I think discovering jewels was mostly got what got me hooked um i i um still play heaps of jewels uh to this day probably if i wanted to get really good i would spend uh less time playing jewels and more time studying but i really really do enjoy jewels especially moving jewels uh so that's sort of what uh got me hooked um nice. that along with uh, a steady supply of amazing content from a whole lot of GeoGuessr YouTube creators. Yeah, there is a lot of good content out there. I love watching <laughs> Jake, Lyons, Jake Lyons videos. Um, he's been having a bit of a tough time lately. He's been getting a little tilted, but always yeah. rooting for him. I I very much sympathize with Jake as uh, another moving, and Jake's far better than me in terms of, you know, moving and no moving. But particularly as somebody who is mainly a moving player, um, the introduction of uh, no moving and NPC duels has been has been rough. As the first few weeks after it got introduced, I tanked like two hundred elo. Mm-hmm. It was uh, yeah, but you know, slowly we'll get better. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, are you playing the whole hiking season? Are you doing every every duel? Yeah, I'm playing all of the hiking season. Um, not uploading all of my games to YouTube, but a fair chunk of them. So yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, and how has that been going with the NMPZ and the no moving? Uh, first week was rough. I went two for five in the uh, no move and one out of five in NMPZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since then, it's all been three out of five, four out of five. So a bit, bit better. Yeah. And what about what about moving? What what do you kind of hope for out of fifteen? Moving generally, I hope for about twelve out of fifteen. Um, yeah, that's generally that's that's a solid week for me. 
Nice. For me, I'm I'm more of the the fifty percent mark, so yeah, like yeah. Oh, seven definitely. or eight. <laughs> yeah. I just trying get too freaked to, out. Trying to stay top one hundred this season, but we'll see. That's awesome. Let's talk more about moving. Um I would love I would love to know like how you approach rounds. Like when when you're like like I'll, I'll give you my example of how I, how I do it. Like my kind of process is, all right, you got lock screen. You're trying to figure out maybe the country from the lock screen. I always try yeah. to do kind of like a 360 pan. And then if I don't know the country, I'm, I don't know. It's, I don't like to move really until I at least have a decent idea. Cause when yeah, I move, I panic. Yeah. So what's, what's your strategy and what would you. I definitely you know, do the 360 pan as well. Mostly for me, that's because. I'm trying to uh, pick a direction to move in. Okay, uh, because cool. Because in moving so much more than no move in NMPZ, uh, time is your your big commodity. It's yep. can you get to info first? That. Can you find uh, can you find usable information? And can you use it first? So it's it's all about being quick. Um, it's it's speed runs in a in sort of a live competitive form really. Mm -hmm. So generally, when I do a pan around, it's because I'm trying to pick a direction that okay. I want and to go in. What is the criteria? Like, what are you thinking about about picking a direction? Because I I've thought about that before too. It's like, yeah, it's so important to pick the right the best direction, but it's kind of yes. you know sometimes it's it can be tough. Yeah, I've seen a lot of discussion in terms of. Um, moving and 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 a lot of people say oh moving is just uh getting to signs and reading stuff but it's more than that there's a lot of decision making that goes into what route do you take and yeah. how do you move there's a few things that i generally follow one sort of rule of thumb is i almost always will go downhill rather than uphill yeah i like that um generally because when you're going uphill, like when you go downhill, you're traveling often into valleys where there's going to be more settlements, more information. There's almost always stuff at the bottom of the valley, whereas up at the hill, it might just be a lookout or something. Yeah. Um, another thing is if I see signs, I'm going to go in the direction of signs. So I, yep. I guess the main thing that when I'm picking a direction to go, it's always I'm trying to prioritize where I think will lead me to the most info and there's some nuances of that like sometimes in argentina say that's a that's a really interesting one because mm -hmm. in uh in say urban argentina in a small town somewhere out rurally um sometimes it's a better play to actually head out of the city onto a highway yeah. where you're going to find signs that say distances rather than trying to look for an address within the city because addresses aren't that common in Argentina. Okay. So there's great. some real nuances that come into decision-making of where to move to. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome about Argentina. Um, yeah, that's just so cool how the the area you, you are is going to influence that decision-making process for what yeah. you're looking for. I think a really important part of moving is knowing what kinds of information are available in what country mm -hmm. in the philippines you're going to be looking for an address in okay. the province yeah. uh in japan unless you can read japanese mm -hmm. you could look for poll plates yeah. you could look for road numbers uh or you could look for area codes yeah 
um, yeah, in uh, Peru, for instance, sometimes you'll find uh, province or, or the regions of Peru written on uh, sort of political candidate advertisements on yeah. the sides of houses. So oh, I didn't know that. I always feel like those things are too small to read, but sometimes, sometimes they. Oh, you mean the ones that are painted yeah, on the. Yeah, the ones that are painted okay. on. Sometimes, yeah. not always. Sometimes they're completely, or sometimes they're tiny little regions that you know you, you'd never have heard of. But sometimes they will have the region, so it'll say like Pura or Tambes mm -hmm. or, um, uh, yeah, like those sorts of different regions. Okay, that's that's really so. Cool. Yeah, what about knowing what sort of info is available is a is a big part of decision making and moving. Mm -hmm. I'd like to keep going just a little more with this subject because it's fascinating sure. to me. What, just to name a few more examples, what are you looking for in Brazil, for example? What is your process? <laughs> Brazil, I, I always say, is the most stressful country in <laughs> moving because it's panic, panic, panic until you find an area code. Because <laughs> area codes in Brazil are more overpowered than in like literally any other country. Yeah. Uh, like in my opinion, like only... Only the U.S. and Japan come close, and the U.S. You know, you've got to be a bit of bit crazy to learn all the area codes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Brazil is panic, panic, panic till you find an area code. Yeah. Uh, um, what about like? Are you just going for area codes, or how's your like pole knowledge? Are you looking for the little uh, highway signs alongside the road, or are you pretty much just locked yeah. in like, find an area code? In uh, yeah, so. In, I mean, in Brazil, like sometimes you'll be in a rural round and, and it does help to know sort of poles and stuff. But yeah, Brazil mostly in or, or the, the kilometer markers. If you're on a rural road, the kilometer markers that say, you know, the the state abbreviation and then the highway number. Mm -hmm. Those are the sort of two big pieces of information yeah. that I'd be looking for. Mm -hmm. How are you with like uh, foliage and architecture and that kind of stuff? Um, it varies a lot country to country. Some, some countries I know a fair bit about. Mexico is probably one of my best countries, no move. Cool. So I know a fair bit about Mexican vegetation, foliage, architecture, mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Um, Australia, Australian, I know a fair bit about what the landscape and the vegetation looks like in different parts of the country. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it varies a lot country for country as, as I'm sure it does for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. What would you say, are your, your best countries, <laughs> best countries. Um, that's a good question. I would say Chile. Yep. <laughs> but the thing is everyone's good at Chile now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've been to Chile probably 10 oh, times cool. at this point. And oh, wow. I've, been all the way from Arica and then I've hitchhiked from Arica to Valparaiso. Oh, I've been cool. All the way down to Punta Arenas. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I have friends on the island of Chiloé. I, I lived in Puerto Montt for a oh, little yeah. bit. Um, so I, I just, I've, you know, feel very familiar with Chile and know quite a few place that's names. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's like our IRL. I mean, that's what really accelerated my getting into yes. GeoGuessr was just lots of, uh, in real life travel experience. Um, I also, I mean, this is just a small one, but I know I have some, some markers for route five of like how far up, like if I see a kilometer marker on route five, 
I kind yeah, of know yeah. how far north that puts you up. Like I know that. Oh, cool, cool. Seven hundred or eight hundred will put you near like Algarrobal, which is by Vallegar, yeah, yeah. kind of. I know that thirteen hundred will put you by Antofagasta. I know that like yes. eighteen hundred will put you by Iquique, more or less. So like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Chile's decent. Um, Mexico is decent. I I was really grinding it uh, a few months ago, but now I've kind of lost it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Same here. Yeah, U.S. can be decent just because, you know, I've been to a lot of places in the U.S. and that helps. Yes. Actually, Canada. I like guessing a lot in Canada. <laughs> um, yeah, I've spent a lot of time in B.C., and, yeah yeah cool and i studied in quebec um so I, I like canada but but yeah i mean i don't know like my irl experience only only takes me so far so yeah but irl experience is still one of the most valuable things in terms of in terms of knowledge because you just get so much of a more holistic sense of what an area looks like yeah. that you know just sitting down and playing you know games can't necessarily give you yeah um continuing a little bit more with the theme of like what your criteria is for looking for stuff um we talked yeah. about brazil what about europe how do you approach europe europe i mean yeah the first thing is identifying the country you get mm -hmm. a lot of domain names in europe so those i mean in moving games those are always i mean often that's a last resort um bollards infrastructure all of that sort of stuff mm -hmm. europe it's uh, a lot of it comes down to um being familiar with uh cities so once mm -hmm. you're in, once you know what country you're in, just knowing lots and lots of different city names. Yeah. And of course, being familiar with the highway systems of different countries. Mm -hmm. So, you know, knowing those, the Spanish kilometer markers, knowing what the abbreviations mean. So mm -hmm. those, yeah, Europe's, Europe's a pretty mixed kettle of fish. There's some countries yeah. where, you know, I might as well be playing no move. As soon as I see, as soon as I see the country, I'm just gonna like Bulgaria, you know. <laughs> yeah. Generally, it's just plunk middle of Bulgaria for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how it is for me for a lot of European countries. But yes. Um, what about last one? What about Russia? How are you? How are you doing with Russia? What is, what's your <laughs> approach for Russia? Do you know all the antennas and all the Russia is an and... ongoing battle. I know some. I I know all the easy ones. You know the Altai Republic with like white car long antenna. That one, the Tunkinski National Park. That's mm -hmm. sort of southwest of like Irkutsk and Ulanude. The white car that goes along the Siberian Highway and stuff. And you know Petropavlovsk and yeah. Sakhalin, or Murmansk and stuff. I know the easy parts um i haven't yet sat down and studied all of the hard stuff the seasonal coverage and the b type a type very b type what you call it antennas and yeah. stuff <laughs> that's in the future <laughs> yeah um yeah i'm pretty useless in russia but thanks to finbar <laughs> I'm, I'm learning a little bit and it's yeah fun. <laughs> a lot of people complain about russia but over over the um year or so that i've been playing i've learned more and more that the antennas are more just uh, all the antennas and coverage and stuff more just help with consistency because russia is surprisingly region guessable just based on landscape alone 
Mm -hmm. Uh, And there are a bunch of really cracked players who are, you know, really good at Russia. And, you know, even if you took away the car and all the antenna and stuff would still be really good at guessing just based on vegetation and the terrain and stuff. If you, even if you took all the car matter away, they'd be still be, you know, top players at Russia. Who do you think is the, well, do you, do you think Finbar is the best at Russia? Probably. I know Finbar's uh, said, uh, that he's a bit washed at Russia because he hasn't played as much recently, but I think uh, he's still definitely one of the best Russia players. I, I'm not too familiar with with Russia. I'm not in the Russia Discord. Okay. I know Akinator is great at Russia. Um, he's got a few sort of Oblast streak records and stuff. There are probably <laughs> other great players at Russia who I'm completely missing, so my apologies to yeah, them no, for it's... not knowing. But yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'll learn about more of them when I actually sit down and start to grind. (laughs) Okay, well, talking about uh, when to send, I feel like your eyes kind of lit up, maybe a little bit, when I I mentioned that and what came to mind. I love thinking about um, GeoGuess's strategy. So this is is definitely something that I've I've thought about a lot. Um, I mean... In it, it varies as well on the on the game modes. I've seen, you know, I'm always amazed by the patience. I, I've seen in like Finbar Baba Binks's um YouTube videos where he's playing no move duels. Um on a round where no move, you know, normally I might just send because I I know the country and perhaps the right region, he'll actually yeah. spend a lot of time sitting down and trying to scan for something that he thinks fits. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, that's something I, I wish that sometimes I had that, that patience to, to sit down and really scan for something that I, that fits. And it's something that I've been trying to do more in my, uh, my no move fuels. When it comes to moving, I think it, it's some ways a little bit easier because it's, it's just, um, can you find, uh, info? And mm-hmm. I think then it becomes a matter of, do you want a 5k? Because um, yeah. uh, in some ways, five like if it's on a long highway, then 5k actually can make a fair bit of a difference, especially in high multis. Totally. But uh, if it's you know if it's some tiny highway in Denmark and uh, all all you need to know is like the the highway number and you're going to be within a five kilometer range guaranteed, then that's when I I think. 5K is is more just for style points. And, and yeah. yeah, it's not going to get you anything further. I mean, it's totally a flex, but... Yes. I've lost my mind watching some people, uh, some people like, like not to throw them under the bus because I'm watching their YouTube channels because I love them as players. But like Phineas, yes. ZigZag, Stino are three people that come to mind who they sometimes, in my opinion, will go... A little that extra mile to get the 5k and i'm just like yeah. screaming at the screen like just <laughs> guess because just, just guess yeah. yeah i know i know that their opponent who's not as good as them usually their opponent yes. is using those 10 15 seconds to like figure out the they probably they might not have even known the country yes exactly and those 10 to 15 seconds that they spend 5k is like like critical they're giving them this like they might have gone the other continent yes. but 
Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the the flip side where you send too early and and that 15 seconds can be enough for your opponent to find mm -hmm. info. I've I've definitely been guilty of um there was a duel that I had uh, a few days ago where uh, I sent in India because I recognized the Bengali. Yeah. And so I sent uh, I, I sent in West Bengal, which I thought mm -hmm. was a reasonable guess. It wasn't too hilly, so I was assuming it, it wasn't going to be, you know, like Assam or something. But I guess, and then I'm sort of panning around and I see that behind me there was another sign that says Assam on it. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. And my 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 face just fell. It's it's three X multis. Um, yeah. we're both on reasonably low health. You know what can you do? My opponent obviously fifteen seconds is more than enough time to read the sign that says a psalm in big writing and and click a psalm. And I've just sent too early because I've seen Bengali and and, and sent quickly. Yeah, well, it's a it's, tough thing, it, especially with the multipliers. The multipliers ramp up that like yes pressure. And oh, I feel like I personally play slightly different when there's higher multipliers. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and I hate that. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so easy to, um, like, you, you know, once you get to high multis, and it depends on whether you're winning or losing. Mm -hmm. If you're winning, you might just send quickly. I had a game against, against Debre um, the other day where I was winning uh, I had like 2000 health. He had like 50. Oh my or, gosh. Uh, yeah. And it was like four X multis and there was a round in, in Italy and right at the spawn, there was a whole lot of signs and I recognize the, like, cause I know provinces of Italy and a lot yeah. of provinces are named after the biggest city in them. So I recognized the signs immediately and I was like, okay, well, if I 5k, then there's a decent chance that because it's like 4x multis, that'll be the 50 damage that's required. Yeah. So I spent time 5k, but I got lost in the source with all of the signs. Oh, no. And and didn't end up, you know, doing enough damage. He was actually closer than me. And then the next round was some random rural uh, Argentina or, or like a random rural Argentina and I lost or something. Yeah. Um, and Ugh. he explained to me when we were chatting about it afterwards that he was convinced that it was Sardinia for the first 20 seconds or so. Because oh, no. he thought that the signs on the towns sounded um, Sardinian. Um, so if I had sent at the time, I probably would have won. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something where hindsight is 2020. Yeah. Um, and I should have realized, oh, okay, I know where these cities are if I plonk he's also not going to 5k there's a decent chance that i'm just closer to mm -hmm. but yeah the the mindset of of how you play on low versus high multis changes so drastically yeah <laughs> and the thing is is that your your thought process there is totally reasonable yeah i figure i'm pretty good at 5k stuff surely if i find it quickly that's a guaranteed win right yeah but rather than trying to gamble and hope that my guess is closer. And obviously I don't know that he thinks that it's Sardinia. <laughs> of course. And I mean, yeah. that, that's what I was thinking about actually when I was doing the laundry, I was like, you know, they always talk, talk about with poker, you're not playing yeah. the hand of cards. You're playing the person across the table from you. Yes. And I, with GeoGuessr duels, 
it's pretty much the exact same thing. Like, yes, if you know what your opponent's strengths are or weaknesses or what can frazzle them or whatever, Absolutely. That can go, what, yeah, knowing what they know and what they don't know, I mean, is huge. Absolutely. One of, one of the most interesting things I found, um, uh, a while back, I, I wasn't super familiar, um, with a number of players, but I played a couple of games against party just in, in moving jewels. Yeah. And, and I was, I was very confused by his strategy at first because anybody who's played party knows that he loves to insta-send. Yeah. He's, I played amazing before. he's destroyed me. <laughs> he's made me yeah. want to cry with the insta-sends. <laughs> and, and the first few times that I played him, he was insta-sending against me. And I was like, what on earth, what am I supposed to do? I, I'm just, try almost just trying to keep up with him and get my guesses in time yeah and, and that's when it clicked to me this is a brilliant strategy if you're good at like nmpz and stuff because you're setting the pace you're setting mm -hmm. the tone of the game and you're the one forcing the issue mm -hmm. and, and and that can really play with your opponent's head especially as i was you know very much used to playing slower paced moving jewels where it was click around until you find info this was before fast moving even existed so moving jewels mm. were often very slow paced <laughs> mm -hmm. well how much do you take that into account when you're personally playing duels like how much do you take your opponent into account do you just kind of try to play your own game and not even think about the opponent or do you think like oh they're rated 1100 maybe i should insta send or oh they're rated like yeah how much yeah. do you take them into account Definitely. Um, definitely, I'll tend to insta-send more against lower-rated opponents. Uh, I mean, it depends on whether it's a country that, like, if it's, say, the Philippines, right, where I know all the provinces, or, or Indonesia, where I know all the Kabupaten, I'm going to go look for that, because mm -hmm. I'm going to make the assumption that it's more likely that an 1100 doesn't know Kabupaten. Yeah, I don't know if there's any 1100 Some of them do know <laughs> You get some crazy cracked like people who are like eleven hundred but know all the Capapardon and stuff, and it's yeah. like wow. <laughs> the standard, the one thing that I've noticed over the last six months, the standard of play overall, like eleven hundred nowadays is like completely different to eleven hundred just six months ago. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's gotten so good so quickly in the last six months. Yeah, no, it's insane. Like. I don't know what I want, who I want to play against when I'm playing a duel. I don't know <laughs> if I want them to be 1300 or 1500 yes. or 1100 because 1100 players can be so cracked. And if you lose, you're going to lose so many points. Yes. Like I, there's no, there's no, there, like I don't see an 1100. And when I see an 1100, I'm not like, oh, yes, like I'm going to win. I'm like, yeah, Dang, yeah. like no, I might it's... lose and I might lose a lot of points here. Yes. Oh, exactly. I, I've seen a number of people discuss whether it's time for there to be another split in in duels uh, for, say, like 1350 up, mm -hmm. which I think is an interesting proposition. The issue that I see, uh, and I, I think why the devs are hesitant to uh, implement something like that, is that the queue times for 1350 plus would be horrendous. Yeah. The goat so what league, I've seen, maybe they, yeah, they call it the goat league or, or the yes. goat division. <laughs> what I've seen uh, also suggested is to do elo-based matchmaking. So a little bit like how 
you go on to like say something like chess.com and you're not in a division you can queue against anybody but it's going to prioritize people within a certain range of elo to yeah. you so as uh 1500s say you'd be playing people who are queuing who are also you know 14 to 1600 okay um so that's that's sort of something that i've seen proposed and i think that that would that would definitely help having having elo based matchmaking i think would be a big improvement yeah no that's a, that's a really cool idea and we can like i don't know i want to talk about multipliers too um yeah <laughs> as far as comp goes but one my last question as far as like dual strategies is what is your threshold of how close you want to be before you send and i know that is country dependent so we can yes. pick any country like you said with the philippines you want to know the province basically before yes. you can before you can send can you think of any other countries where i don't know maybe if you're europe or the us like what is what is kind of your threshold i'll i'll, I'll give you some mind like for me hungry i don't have a threshold if i know i'm in hungry i'm yeah, clicking yeah. middle um but yes. if i but if i know i'm in the US, my threshold is a lot higher. Like I want to know what state I'm in at least. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh it's it's an interesting one. And it and it really does depend on what you know. So in mm -hmm. Germany, I know Landkreiser and I know um like phone codes and stuff. Okay. So I'll I'll play until I see one of those generally. Yeah. I I I'll wait and if my opponent sends first sure then you know I'll yeah, try and make do. a Germany region guess and fail. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> um yeah it it really does um depend. Japan I I would almost never send unless I know at the very least the like the electrical region you know based on pole yeah. plates or pole tops uh -huh. until I know that I I will like never send. Uh-huh what about Norway? Just to pick a random one. <laughs> Norway is a Norway is a bit of a nightmare. Um, I've been trying to practice a little bit of Norway region guessing lately, and it's it's hard. Um, Norway, yeah, generally, info can be hard to come by sometimes. I know that yeah. there's a 150 page document out there somewhere on the really? bins of Nor on the bins of Norway, oh my like gosh. the garbage bins that some crazy guy in the lion's den put together a while ago. <laughs> Yeah. I'm never going to read through that. <laughs> yeah, neither am I. I'd like um, to see it just to see that it, ex it exists, but <laughs> it's 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 truly something to behold. Uh, I've I've scrolled through it and there's a, a ridiculous amount of research put into it. Um yeah, yeah Norway I'm I'm happy to just send on a on a rough region guess, but I'm I'm not happy with how my region guessing is, so it's this catch 22 and I'm trying to break that by getting better at region mm -hmm. guessing. <laughs> yeah. So it's generally, it sounds like what I'm hearing is like generally the, the criteria is like obviously country and then yes. like next biggest subdivision. Is that kind of? Yeah. Yeah. And and it depends so much on, on, on what I know, like for mm -hmm. countries where I know a lot of sub or, or know, I'll be able to find info and use that. That's yeah. Uh, and, and countries where there's, you know, highway numbers readily available. I'll go, I'll go look for that, you know? Um, if, if I'm going to be able to use it, then, then I'm going to go look for it. Yeah. Is Cambodia middle click for you? Um, sometimes, uh, 
I do know the province names in Khmer, which appear on signs on oh my uh, gosh <laughs> on signs on you know buildings and stuff and advertisements. Sometimes they can be fake and be referencing a business that has its you know is based in another province, but a reasonable amount of time they're not. So those are really handy because you can quickly find out what province you're in. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's something I want to get away from is just clicking middle because it kind of takes the fun out of it. Yes. And it, dri it just drives up the multipliers. <laughs> yeah. Multis building rounds are no fun. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel like at the level what, that I'm at, like a lot of stuff is just multi, multi building. Like, so like Guatemala, yeah. Cambodia, Belgium, Netherlands, Denmark, yeah. Israel, Jordan. <laughs> They're all, <laughs> all these small countries that are just Maldives building rounds. Uh-huh. And that brings us to multipliers. Like, what what are we going to do? What are, what needs to happen with multipliers? What are we going to do about multipliers? Because the system is not, it can't, yes. it's not sustainable. Something needs to change. Yes. I've seen so many people complain about multipliers. I've complained about multipliers. It, yes, something needs to happen. Um I've seen a few different suggestions proposed. I think the first thing is that a, a multipliers cap is just a good idea. Yeah, I agree. I've seen a number of people say that um, multipliers just shouldn't exist in NMPZ at all. Yeah, which I, I think is fair I could get enough. Get on board with that. Yeah. In a game like NMPZ, you're going to have enough country misses that multipliers also almost aren't necessary mm -hmm. because multipliers exist in things like moving. Because when people are getting close all the time, mm -hmm. and but you start with 6,000 health, if multipliers didn't exist, games would go on forever. Yeah. But in NMPZ, where people are missing the country, you know, fairly frequently or aren't or pinpointing. With, yeah. Or, or continent or, yeah. When you're not pinpointing with the same degree of accuracy that you are in moving, multipliers just aren't nearly as necessary. So I think removing multipliers in NMPZ would honestly be be a pretty good change that I would love yeah. to see. I could get on, I could definitely get on board with that. It would at least make my moving my my NMPZ games longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I've uh, I saw I forget who it was. Somebody suggested this, I believe uh when discussing the format of the World Cup. Um think it might I'm going to try and credit somebody just so that I'm not claiming this is my own idea. I okay. think Boyan, who is a mod in the uh, Lion's Den Discord, I think he might have suggested this. The idea was that you eat... Uh, so when you're playing a duel, you would have uh, your own personal set of multipliers. Okay. And that would only increase when you were when in a round you were closer than another person. So the idea is that it would prevent situations where you're consistently getting closer than somebody for say the first 10 rounds. Yep. And then the 11th round, they make a really lucky guess and all of your hard work is gone. Oh, right. Man. Yeah. So instead over the course of that, those first 10 rounds, your multipliers would be building up because you're consistently getting much closer than they are. Mm -hmm. uh, and then come the 11th round, even though they are much closer, that doesn't kill you because their multipliers aren't that high yet. Oh, yeah, so that's it genius. Rewards, it rewards consistency um, rather than 
you know, getting lucky on and, and just hoping to get to high multis. Mm -hmm. There's a few issues that I could see with a system like that. I think it would significantly reduce the amount of, of comeback victories. Mm. Uh, but on the one hand, I guess that isn't the worst thing. You know, it means that more often better players will win. Uh, and I think it would be overall a fairer system. So mm -hmm. I, when I saw that suggestion, I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, that's a really, I had never even thought about that or heard about it. It's a really cool. Yeah. I'm, uh, no credit taken here. It was, <laughs> it was a brilliant suggestion, but definitely not mine. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's cool. I, I also would like to see some system implemented where smaller countries become more important because, you know, yes. right now I have no desire or motivation to learn the Netherlands, but if it yeah. was suddenly as important as Russia, then I would definitely try to learn the Netherlands. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and, and some sort of balancing, because I think overall bigger countries should always be more important because mm -hmm. um, there's, there's just more to learn about them, I think, mm -hmm. in general, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely finding a way to balance it out so that smaller countries are actually interesting and, 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 and there's a reason to learn them, I think, would be really valuable. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, let's move on to the World Cup. Yes. Um, we've got the North American qualifiers coming up in three days. Yep. Which is pretty pretty crazy. I... Off off camera, we were looking at the group, different groups. Let's, uh, what do we got here? What do we got? We got that thing you sent me. Um, okay, we got the groups. We got, I can't find it anymore, but, oh, it's just I on think the... We have... Geo Off the top Twitter. of my head, one group is Flyme, Orlando, Totem, and Fow. Yep. And then the other group is Jake, Gingy, or, or Gingy. G I Gingy, probably. Gingy. Um, Jake, Gingy, Moo, and uh, I feel really bad. That's it, yeah. No, getting... Jake, oh, CG, Chicago Geographer. CG, yes. Jake, yeah. CG, Jinji, and Moo. Yeah. Yep. So, so those are the two. What do we think about the groups? What do we think about favorites slash what's going to happen? It's difficult not to see Fao as the favorite in, uh, in group A. Mm -hmm. um, I think, yeah. I mean, I've played... I've played him a number of times in Moving Jewels. He is insanely good. Mm -hmm. um, I think I have like an 0-4 record against him. <laughs> yeah, he's um, amazing. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I think he's definitely the favorite. I know he's mentioned that he doesn't want to see himself as the automatic favorite and, and, and act like it's going to be an easy win. Mm -hmm. but, no, I think that's uh, a, a healthy attitude. Yes. Yes, but uh, from a spectator's perspective, I'm I'm definitely expecting him to do very well. Mm -hmm. um, it's difficult to I I'm not super familiar with some of uh, particularly Jinji. I'm not as familiar with. I know he's very good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say that he's very good, and then those people who have said he's very good are very good. So I'm going yeah. to trust them. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, 
it does a lot of people have said as always it does depend on the rounds people have very different skill sets there are some you know people who are really really good at moving and then some people who are much much better at no moving in an mpz yeah um that group b is tough i mean i mean they're both they're both tough but like jake cg and if Jinji is really good and Moo is definitely good. I saw him. On... Oh, yeah. Oh, insane. His knowledge of copyright matters is ridiculous. Oh, okay. I did not know that. <laughs> he's he's one of the people who's like crazy booked up on, on copyright matters and, and car and like, you know, seasonal coverage and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know how you read through the Russia document and you have this antenna, this color car, uh, this like, you know, fall coverage or something. He yeah. knows that, but for like, most of europe and the rest of the world wow yeah he's, what was it It was so finbar cool. today ah finbar and his video from today had some copyright meta that i was like i have to remember that oh it was ukraine it was like may coverage ukraine i guess it wasn't copyright it was may, may coverage yeah yeah like every yeah finbar's meta knowledge is just off oh the charts. yeah absolutely insane um okay so and uh, you were saying you think that the top five advance? Yes. So as far as I know, the top five advance. So the question is, out of these eight players, yeah. <laughs> who's advancing? Yeah. And that's, I mean, okay, I, you got to pick Fungus. Yeah. Who would you I say, would say... Are, the, are two or three that you have to pick? I mean, other than Fungus, who, who do you have to pick? My guess is probably Jinji and Moo. Okay. Just based on, I, I mean, I've seen Moo play in La Ligue. Uh, I've seen him play, uh, you know, against Jake in the uh, Road to the Regional series. Um, uh, yeah, overall, an, an, in, uh, an incredibly cracked player. Uh, his knowledge is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think those those three are probably my picks to go through mm-hmm. guaranteed uh it's interesting you don't put cg in there i mean i i haven't i watched him in the yeah World perhaps Cup. i'm being too harsh on him <laughs> there's, there's so many good good players here yeah. um yeah i just hmm it, what about it'll, it'll all depend on the day <laughs> Yeah, Jake. Jake's. I. I really hope Jake doesn't beat himself up too much. Mm-hmm. Um, if Jake happens to watch this, best of luck. Um, yeah. And please don't beat yourself too up too much if you make bad guesses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if if there's moving rounds with info, like Jake's instantly one of the favorites. His knowledge of place names is is close to second to none in terms of GeoGuessr players. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I I thought I was doing pretty well in Italy when I knew um, when I knew all the provinces and stuff. And then I was watching a La Ligue stream the other day where he like immediately recognized the name of a national park, even though one of his teammates had mispronounced it slightly at first. Wow! And it's like wow, the fact that he recognizes that off the top of his head. Uh, like just to know that is is, yeah. is insane and even when his, it's mispronounced. His knowledge of place names and subdivisions is is just ridiculous yeah yeah no it's gonna be so exciting to watch and i'm i don't know if i'm gonna be able to watch the uh live stream but i'm definitely gonna watch the when they upload it to youtube and 
I, yeah. you know, I watched Orlando, a little bit of Totem, and a little bit of Fly Me play against Jake. Yes. But unfortunately, I don't know a ton about those players. I don't want to leave them out. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah. I, they're amazing players in their own right. I've played a number of Moving Jewels, um, not recently, but a while back. Uh, I played a number of Moving Jewels against Fly Me and mm-hmm. uh, got destroyed. Um, this was like. <laughs> four or five months ago so hopefully it would go a little bit better now fingers crossed but yeah Yeah. very very good player everybody there is really really good no it'll be exciting to watch and what about you uh you're going to be hopefully trying out for the qualifiers in your region in may yes so the online qualifiers for the asia pacific are in uh may i definitely hope to take part but uh, my hopes of getting through to represent Australia at Asia Pacific are, you know, I would love to, but we'll see whether that happens. Probably not. There are a few players in Australia <laughs> who are definitely better than me. Um, uh, Kirania is an amazing no-move and NPZ player. He's been rated above 1,700. Yeah. Uh, the same goes for Lero. Um, Repler is cracked as well, um, as is um, uh, Norbert Eddie. Zigzag. Yeah, Norbert. Um, yeah, Zigzag. I think will hopefully be auto qualified oh, yeah. to the finals because he was at the World Cup. True. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. They don't have yeah. to. No, that makes also sense. compete I think with him for a qualifier spot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, and and shoutouts as well to um, somebody who doesn't uh, get enough of a shout out because uh, he's a moving player, and um, sometimes moving players don't get enough of a shout out in general. But Gertie mm-hmm. Gugu, who I have played a number of times, uh, is uh, an incredible player when it comes to five kang stuff uh, and doing things like Cactus League and Ooh. Lions Den League. He is always at the top of the Lions Den League standings. Um, yeah, he's amazing at 5K and stuff. And cool. those handpicked maps, he's great as well. So yeah. there's there's a lot of stiff competition, and that's just in Australia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got Eamon in New Zealand. You've got Sheena uh, in, in Japan and Trebota from Singapore. Uh, like a whole lot of crazy crack players mm-hmm. in, in the region. People have said that Australia Pacific is is one of the weaker regions, but even yeah. if it is, there's still so much talent. <laughs> no, I was going to say that. Uh, mentioning all these players, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of strong talent there. Oh yeah. Um. So, what are you going to be doing to prepare? Um, project number one is to get better at Russia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's one of my biggest weaknesses right now. So, uh. My goal is to try and learn as much of Russia as I can between now and the qualifiers. Um, and overall, just to improve at no move. I feel okay. like moving, moving. I think I could hold my own against anybody in the um, in Australia or, or like, you know, 90% of the players in, in Asia Pacific because mm-hmm. it's my specialty. Um, yeah. The the issue for me is no move. Okay, <laughs> and so you're working on that. Do you yeah. still grind country streaks quite a bit, or is that not something you do anymore? Yeah, I mean, I was just before we were recording, I was I was going through and trying to do some uh, arbitrary rural world streaks. Yeah. So, yeah, I I still do 
do country streaks a fair bit. Maybe I'll try and set some records at some point. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of practice of specific countries is probably going to be my main main game plan between now and the qualifiers. I might even, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, take the take the leap of faith and and start digging into all of the copyright matters and and coverage and that yeah. sort of stuff. <laughs> cool. And are you going to continue to upload YouTube videos, or what is the future look yeah, like for that? The, the game plan for me, I I don't know whether I'll upload the next season of competitive duels. I sort of did this as a as a trial. I start I've sort of started uni again for the year, so things uh -huh. are naturally going to get a bit busier. But yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to keep trying to upload uh, more YouTube content in the future. Definitely, you know future seasons of Lions Den League um, and uh, hopefully the Geography Challenges League and Reddit League. I'll definitely play in a lot of leagues and, and upload those. <laughs> Great. And uh, so you said university, you're, you're there. What are you studying again? I'm studying science and medical science. Okay. So you want to be a yeah. doctor or? Uh, hopefully a researcher doing medical physics. Cool. Medical physics. What does that entail? Uh, a lot of it deals with radiation treatment for things like cancer. So, yeah, a lot of it is, is about either imaging, you know, doing scans like CT scans, CAT scans, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then the other half is, is, is like radiation therapy, zapping tumors, all of that sort of stuff. Cool. Is that something you've always been interested in, sort of? Or how did, how did that come about? Yeah. Um, I've loved physics for a long time. Um, and uh, I've always wanted to do something on the more applied side of physics and mm -hmm. medical physics. When I read about it and, and did some work experience, um, it, yeah, it was just something that I found really cool because it's, yes, it's physics, but it's physics where you're actually, you know, helping patients and, and yeah. you're applying it in a medical context, which is something that's really, really cool to me. <laughs> that, yeah, that's awesome. Well, what year are you in uh, uni? This is my fourth year of university. Cool. Well, I wish you the best with that. That's that's really awesome. And I, of course, yeah. wish you the best with the qualifiers. Um, and what last thing, what do you do to unwind uh, when you're not in uni or when you're taking a break? What are your other hobbies outside of GeoGuessr? Um, I read a lot. <laughs> cool. Um, I love reading, uh, particularly nonfiction. I've, I mean, <laughs> there are lots of players who I've met in the GeoGuessr community who have come to this game largely because of a love of learning. They love learning yeah. about stuff, love learning about countries and doing it in a, in a game format is just ideal. Um, yeah. The other thing <laughs> behind me actually is my uh, I piano. I was wondering if that was a piano. I was like, I think that's that a piano. That is but... my piano. Yeah, that's so cool. So the, the other thing in... Uh, that's uh, you know been a big part of my life for a long time now is um is piano so i've been playing for about 13 odd years now mm -hmm. so yes currently in the middle of preparing for my licentiate exam which is the highest exam that i can do under the australian music examinations board so cool. that's that's where a lot of my time is going at the moment outside of geoguessr yeah so yeah those are piano and reading and geo guess are sort of my big passions chess as well i love oh, yeah. chess chess <laughs> you'll play a little bit casually <laughs> uh-huh do you mostly do you mostly play do you mostly watch games game analysis or 
it's I, I used to watch a ton uh, back in the day, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, more, nowadays it's mostly more just playing casually. But yeah, yeah, a few years ago I got really, really into chess, and mm-hmm. <laughs> thankfully I still retained a little bit of the skill. <laughs> yeah, do you have a favorite chess player? Um, ah, uh, I I really do. Um, Magnus is always fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but. Um, Fabiano Caruana with his podcast that he has as a C squared podcast is, yeah. is always a fun listen. He's got a great sense of humor. Yeah. He's really cool. Um, I've, I've listened to that podcast a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a great podcast. <laughs> Ta- talking about all the cheating controversies lately and yes. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Cool. Um, and last, last, last question. I don't know if this is something that you are willing to share, but what is, and maybe I'm just not under, like maybe it's something obvious, but what is your screen name Feneb come from? Is that? Ah, okay. So that's an interesting <laughs> one. Um, so when I was in, so I'm Ben, I, I think a number of people in the community, you know, are aware that I'm Ben, but if, mm-hmm. if they're not, uh, I, my name is Ben, um, Ben F specifically, because okay. um, oh, so when, she- it's, it's Ben F backwards. <laughs> when I was in primary school, there were a number of Bens in my year group and uh, I was Ben F. Uh, ah. And so when I was thinking of a screen name, I just thought, oh, why not say Ben F backwards? And, and that's cool. Feneb. And I've had that name for years. And yeah, it rolls off the tongue nicely. Amazingly, it, it hadn't been taken on a bunch of platforms. So <laughs> it's on Discord, Twitch, YouTube, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. Cool. That's where that's where the name Feneb comes from. That's awesome. Well, for all, everyone listening, you uh, you can I'll link to your YouTube channel in the description. Thanks. And yeah, it was great to talk to you, Feneb. And I I love your passion with things like you know moving versus no moving, and also like when to send and how to find information. That stuff yeah. is really inf- really interesting to me, and I can tell that it's uh quite interesting to you too so I, I i liked talking about that a lot yes no it's it's been great to chat and and of course if you aren't subscribed already uh subscribe to where's wetzler on youtube your videos <laughs> you. are great uh, uh the podcast especially it's so good that somebody's finally doing a uh geoguessr podcast so absolutely go and subscribe on youtube right now <laughs> Cool. Thank you so much. Well, have a wonderful rest of your day. Enjoy the heat down in (laughs) Australia. And yeah, I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Feneb. He was a real joy to talk to, a wealth of information. I wish him the best of luck on his quest to learn U.S. area codes. I think I only know the ones in my home state, basically. Check out Feneb's YouTube channel. I'll link to that in the show notes. And we wish uh, Feneb the best of luck in getting to the World Cup qualifiers. Uh, if anyone is interested in being the guest on a guest on the 5K GeoGuessr podcast, shoot me a message on GeoGuessr, on Discord. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day.